Hello, and welcome back to Beyond the Page. My name is Lauren Miller, and I am the assistant editor of PRISM, and today I have two very special guests with me. Hi, my name is Julia, and I'm a volunteer at PRISM. Hi, and I'm Bailey Griffiths, and I'm also a volunteer. Alrighty, and so today we have two movies that we're going to discuss, and we're really going to revolve around the lines of storytelling and what makes a good story and what makes a sort of bad story and how important the story is to the success of a movie overall. So let's start off with the newest Star Wars movie. Um, it was Star Wars 9, The Rise of Skywalker, and there are lots of mixed reviews on that. So how, what's your opinion on that? Oh, sh um, should we start off first with saying spoiler warning? Oh, yes. Oh, spoiler yes. warning. <laughs> there will be spoilers about Star Wars um, number nine and probably the entire Star Wars um, trilogies. So if you have not watched that, or be sure to watch it before this. And then we will also be discussing cats later on. So just so you know. You have been warned. <laughs> you have been warned. All righty. Okay. So uh, I should probably preface this with the, with the fact that I've only seen the newest three Star Wars movies, which is kind of... That's like, kind of rare. I know, it's very rare. I, if I can explain myself, okay. it, it's mostly due to the fact that my friends uh, love Star Wars, and they started coming out, the newer ones started coming out around her birthday every year, so we would go and see it for her birthday. So I've only seen the last three. I'm trying my best to like actually watch the older ones go back on disney plus and mm -hmm. see all the long ones uh or all the older ones um but yeah so i should probably preface that so this is that's my opinion or this is going to be my opinion based on only the newest three let's start off star wars number nine right we've had this trilogy go on that's been owned by disney and there's many multiple opinions to say the least about that so seven was produced by jj abrams the one and only you know <laughs> My man. Uh, eight was produced by a different, or was directed by a different uh, director called Ryan Johnson. And then for number nine, we switched back, and now it was directed by J.J. Abrams again. And honestly, this shows, because I feel like number nine had no correlation, no sense of direction, no, no sense of being. It was just, it wasn't just a bad Star Wars movie. It was a bad movie. And there's plenty of reasons why. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, wow. Starting off strong. We're starting we're, off real strong. getting right into it. Uh, one, the pacing. I feel like <laughs> in the beginning of the movie, uh, last spoiler warning, by the way, I feel like in the <laughs> beginning of the movie, we have just flown to at least 10 planets. And I don't know or care about any one of them. And, <laughs> and yeah. we go from there. And then we go... It seems like a ch time jump has happened yeah. because all of a sudden this girl who could like barely like summon her powers before <laughs> is like floating with space rocks and meditating yeah. with Leia on this like random doing I sick flips. Sick <laughs> yeah. like, that was such a huge point of contention in eight that she couldn't do that. And then all of a sudden we've jumped time and now she can. Yeah. There was, we don't know why. There was no explanation. <laughs> there was no like flashback to like her struggling and like, her like figuring out. There was absolutely nothing of that. We just, we, we have just jumped in. We're supposed to believe everything that's going to be said. Um, and everything happens for the right reason. Even the wrong stuff, the wrong stuff in the right way. Um, Anything that goes wrong is supposed to happen. You know, we had this robot that was, like, not talking to us, like, throughout the entire movie. And then all of a sudden, 
He is the one who gives us the coordinates <laughs> to this magical place. Also, Palpatine. Really? Okay. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> I, I hate... I, it, there was no foreshadowing in any of seven or eight that Palpatine was coming back. That's what really True. killed me. Like, we just threw in this entire new plot point, like a very crucial plot point, mm -hmm. especially to people who have, like, watched the previous movies, and we just have no explanation for it. It's just like, I've just lived forever. Like, no. <laughs> like, what just happened? Uh, okay, the biggest thing that I've learned from the last three Star Wars is that no one is ever truly dead. Yeah. <laughs> because clearly they just keep coming back. That is a fact. Oh, my gosh. I, fe I felt like number nine had nothing to do with seven or eight. Yeah, honestly, at this point, like, um, I remember when the first of the newest sequels, like, um, well, I'm forgetting it, like, um, six came out, like, a lot of people were thinking, like, Jar Jar Binks would be the big Sith. And at this <laughs> point, I feel like that would have been a way funner, like, mm -hmm. plot reveal than the whole Palpatine thing. He should have just been dead, honestly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So... <laughs> Story-wise, the pacing was off. The foreshadowing was non-existent, right? <laughs> mm. And then we, we bring in these characters that I honestly, like, had no time to care about. There was this one scene with, like, the Spice Runner girl yeah. who, like, conveniently <laughs> gives them, like, a coin that, like, gets them out of there. Like, we, we try to care about her, like, within five minutes. And yeah. I was just like, I don't know who you are or why I care that you're dying. Like There was definitely not enough character development with her. Yeah. For and, sure. And bad. like, it seems like her motivation completely shifted because like, it, when it first was introduced, that weird coin thing, it seemed like there was like a major thing and like she'd been like saving for it for a really long time. It was really crucial and then like, all of a sudden these people come and like she sees Poe and it's like, okay, here you go. I'm going yeah. to go disappear now mm -hmm. for a little bit. And then miraculously survives later. Wow. Yeah. How surprising. Sort of yeah. like you said, no one ever really dies. <laughs> um. uh, yeah, sh her character was definitely very interesting. And I also just love the fact that it's just this key to literally everything that they've ever needed. <laughs> and there, it's just this one thing that will fix everything, basically. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's this a scapegoat for yeah. the entire armada. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. Oh, you know what would have been interesting? Because, like, um... Hux was revealed to be like a mole, right? And like my roommate and I had joked about that before winter break. Like, lol, what if he was a mole? And then they actually did it. It would have been interesting if maybe he gave them the coin. It would have made maybe a oh. bit more sense because mm -hmm. like he's yeah. the mole and like he knows they need to get places so he could like have slid it down and then we wouldn't need the Spice Girl. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I feel like they just wanted another romantic mm -hmm. uh, relationship. Because this is Disney. <laughs> oh my goodness. And that, Salty. And that brings me to another point. That whole scene was absolutely pointless. It was it was not needed. I feel like the mo the thing that struggled with the story throughout this movie was that we couldn't figure out what was going on, mainly because we're jumping everywhere and that there wasn't enough time. Yeah. I feel like the main uh what should I call it? The main plot point should have been obviously Ray and Kylo and how yeah. they're like figuring out who they are yeah. and how the like which side they want to be on. And we had some really great moments about that. Oh, yeah, we had sure. a really great moment that you were mentioning before about um, them whenever they're, they're in different places, right? Yeah, their fight yeah. scene where they're basically fighting when Ray is on the the ship ship, mm -hmm. and uh, Kylo is somewhere somewhere <laughs> somewhere else. <laughs> I can't remember. Mm -hmm. um, but I I just really like that scene because I thought it was creative, and also just the entire movie is 
beautifully shot. Like we have to mm-hmm. mention that it, it is. is very beautiful. Yes, like all no doubt Disney's are. money was not put to waste. Oh yeah, no. <laughs> um, but it's sort of like we should have focused on that. That's what seven and eight focused on, and so bringing mm-hmm. that into nine would have made sense. Yeah. But we have all of this pointless useless like journey that doesn't really matter for the main point which is that like concern yeah and so if we had taken out the spice runner if we took (laughs) it out like 45 minutes of content and just focused on you know those two main characters i don't know how they would want to portray that but i feel like that would have been such a better movie also take out palpatine he was like not foreshadowed (laughs) at all like their struggle is a good enough struggle to be able to expand upon that And I just feel like they just threw it under the bus to give us this random Disney fun figure, like, just, I don't even know. Also, like, um, the more at the end kind of like, oh, your name or your, like, um, ancestors (laughs) don't define you. And then she kind of chooses Skywalker, which is, like, a pretty important name. So in a kind Mm -hmm. of way it does. So I kind of, like, couldn't figure out what, like, the whole final meaning of the movie was because it just kind of, like, jump back and forth between all these different things Mm -hmm. it was like yeah disney does love their happy endings sort of thing (laughs) yeah and dead parents they love their dead dead parents parents. okay hang on so (laughs) (laughs) slight tangent but my mom always brings this up with disney movies she hates that they always kill the mother Mm -hmm. and very rarely do they ever kill off the father and so that was just a big point of contention with Disney movies in our household was that she mm-hmm. was always frustrated over that. Anyway, that was a tangent. We mm-hmm. can move forward now. Bringing, well, if we're bringing up that, Leia just disintegrated. Oh, <laughs> my God. <laughs> Leia just straight up died, like, for no reason. Like, she said, Ben, and then left. She and dipped. She just Thanos left the chat. Snap. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That made, I was like... What's the point? You use all that power just to say Ben. And and then miraculously, after she says Ben, Kylo turns to the good side. You know? Yeah. I was just like, what is going... Like, I think, if I may theorize here, I think it was supposed to be because, like, her and Ben were supposed to be more connected, and they were probably trying to do, like, a connection thing like they did with Ray and Ben Mm -hmm. sort of thing, and so that's why but yeah i agree it was very fast we're not very big star wars like people so if we are offending (laughs) any like hardcore star wars fans i'm really sorry i just really wanted to like focus on the story and why i feel like (laughs) seven and eight were much better movies than nine so yeah (laughs) i'm still salty about like rose and how they barely like used her at all Mm -hmm. because like oh because like since like i'm mixed like it was kind of nice to see like an asian actor on screen Mm -hmm. for like a little bit at least but yeah, I do sort of feel like that was like, like again the switch of directors because mm-hmm. in seven I felt like, uh, who is the other dude that she like Rose had a romantic interest with Finn um, Finn, Finn? Yeah. so Finn was supposed to be with Ray I felt like in the seventh one mm-hmm. and yes. then in eighth we switched that over to Finn and Rose and then in nine it was like Kinda? they didn't want to get rid of that but they wanted to add Kylo and Ren together because they're not even related anymore. Yeah. But, so. but technically they are though because like she took on the Skywalker name so they're technically like weird adopted cousins. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's very weird because um, there's always this thing in Nine where Finn says, "Hey Ho, I want to," th- or "Hey Ray, I want to tell you something," and then he never says what it is throughout mm-hmm. the movie. So it was the- I, in my friend group, it was theorized that he was gonna say Ray, I like I love you sort of thing, but mm-hmm. maybe it was something completely different, and we're theorizing 
completely yeah. wrong. Yeah, and again, I, I'm I'm gonna say that's just the change of directors, but again, yeah. that's could have been just bad story writing. Yeah. True. Yeah. yeah. I also felt like in um the seven, like it was like implied that Finn would have like a much bigger part in the mm-hmm. overall story. Like maybe like I heard some people theorize he might be like force sensitive at some point. Yeah, I thought he was gonna be the next Jedi. No cap. That would have been Ooh. so cool. That would have been cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but honestly, you know what? We got what we got. Yeah. <laughs> we got what we got sort and of thing. in 20 years, they're probably going to start it up again, even though they claim this is the last one. Mm-hmm. Oh, speaking of getting what we got, that freaking Raylo kiss was <laughs> awful. Yeah. It was the most un... I, didn't, I never saw it coming. There was, there was no chemistry there whatsoever. Like, it, it sucked. Like, the entire group <laughs> that I... Sucked. The entire, like, movie-watching group I went with, we all, like, held each other back and were <laughs> screaming in the theaters. And, like, I could hear the people behind us laughing, but it was awful. It was so bad. It was unnecessary. Mm-hmm. He dies right afterwards. It's going to give, like, weird shippers, like, I'm, I'm going to say something really controversial right now, and I'm probably going to get a lot of flack for it. Raylo is an awful ship. Mm. I just, I don't see the chemistry. There's none. It's a lot. <laughs> Fair. I don't see. <laughs> That's why and I like, see it. The few fan art like I've seen seems like weirdly kind of like abusive. Now they're like technically related. It's just like bad yeah. times all around. <laughs> yeah, it does seem very forced. Very like I, I appreciate the director trying to be more fan driven in that respect because they mm-hmm. were shipped in eight, I believe. Like hardcore, a lot of people were like Ray and Kylo. They should definitely get together. Um, so I appreciate that they were trying to like do what the fans wanted, yeah. but it yeah did not fit the story well yeah. at all. And I feel like if they're gonna do that, they should have given them a bit more f- like um, development because I feel like just like giving them that kiss and then yeah. bending like right afterwards, it feels more of just like kind of like fishing in a way or like fan servicey. Yeah. So even if I was a Raylo fan, I feel like I'd still be pissed because it seems just like. <laughs> cheeky wink to you he's dead now mm-hmm. so <laughs> so any final thoughts about star wars and how the storytelling was not good in any shape or form uh watch the mandalorian oh yes. yes mandalorian was a hundred <laughs> times like better than the entire trilogy i'm not gonna lie yes watch the mandalorian i mean yeah i've said my it? piece um i've watched a couple episodes not the whole thing okay yet. Sounds good. How Working about you? Um, I've seen some of the episodes on like my family's Disney Plus account. Uh, Baby Yoda's really cute, and I stand a single dad. <laughs> and I'm really excited for all the inevitable spinoffs, even though the series is technically over. All righty. Sounds good. <laughs> well, uh, moving on, we will move over to our next thing. And I did not support this movie. I did not want to spend my hard-working American dollars on this movie. (laughs) However, Bailey did watch it, and it's called Cats, and there's a lot of things that happen with Cats. So it was directed by Tom Hooper, who also made, and pardon me if I butcher this name, Les Miserables? Les Miserables? Les Miserables? Yeah. All right. So, yeah, he made Les Miserables, but Cats lost $100 million dollars globally in the box office and it's only made 38 million globally after two weeks of being in theaters so why did cats fail um well from my (laughs) where do we begin there's a there's a lot first like 
the character design. Like I've I haven't watched the actual like musical musical yet, but like I've seen the costumes and the costumes are way better than the weird uncanny valley fursuit shenanigans going on. Mm-hmm. Um well when I was watching it, like it seemed they would like jump around a lot from like musical number to musical number to musical number and it just like it was very easy to get lost, and I actually, um, I've heard a lot of people complain because apparently they cut out a lot of songs from the original musical, and the, a lot of fans of the musical have been like, if they included this song, people would be a lot less confused because it, like, explains some very important, like, plot points about, like, the Jellicle cat culture and stuff. Uh, <laughs> Do you mind, like, saying what the plot is? Because from, like, an outsider's perspective and what I've heard from reviews and such, there is no plot. It's just cats running around and singing. Okay, so cross-referencing with the original musical, I think the plot is once a year all these street cats, well, some of them aren't street cats, some of them are like housebroken, but the cats get together and they have this thing called the Jellicle Ball and um, old Deuteronomy, the Judy Dench cat um, at the ball, chooses one cat to be taken to this place called the Heavenside Lair, which is basically heaven, to be given a new life. So basically, all the cats are singing because they want to die. I guess in the original musical, it's even more like apparent that that cat just died because, um, spoilers, I think it's Grizabella every time that gets thrown in, like, picked for the whole thing. In the original play, I guess she gets thrown into, like, a tire fire and dies. But in this, the movie, it's like they put her in an air balloon and send her off to space. So... The plot is... <laughs> I think you explained it really well, I, to be I honest. I think you did good. Yeah, yeah. I honestly had no idea. And you yeah. said, like, yeah, people meet up, like, every once a year to just try to get to heaven. I was like, yeah, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Well, so. and then they're given a new life, I guess. And I think there's this... Well, in the movie, there's this weird subplot about the evil, like, McCavity um, kind of spiriting away a bunch of the other competitors so that he's, by default, the person who gets picked. A big issue I had was kind of like the comedic relief between the musicals because um, Rebel Wilson and um, I think James Corden were in the movie. And bro, their comedic relief was awful. Mm-hmm. Like um, uh, Rebel Wilson played this cat named Jenny Any Dots and she's the one that like has all the weird CGI kid mice and cockroaches. Okay, I've seen those cockroaches and they look atrocious. Yeah. But like horrifying. <laughs> so her musical number starts and we're like five minutes in and then it stops. And there's just like a couple minutes of just silence as she scratches her non-existent Barbie doll, like cat crotch, legs spread. And everyone in the theater, which was just like my friend group and like a row of old women in front of us, <laughs> were just like completely silent as we watched Rebel Wilson CGI cat. And it's just oh yeah, gosh, that's a lot. Also, this is doesn't pertain to the plot, but Cats was not even finished before it released. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That's... They had to send out a patch to the movies basically yeah. later on to finish the movie, which is absolutely insane. That's yeah, one of the biggest oh. things that I heard because I think in the original one that they had sent out, was, um, you could see Judy Dench's like human hand. In mm-hmm. one of the scenes, they hadn't like covered it with like CGI yeah. fur over it yet, and I was like, "Oh, oh, why I, would they do that?" <laughs> well, I probably saw the unpatched version then because we watched it like right after New Year's. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Well, I think it was like opening weekend that happened. I don't know if that was like, was it the same weekend as Star Wars? It was the same weekend. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, yeah. I think they were like really close because I remember seeing commercials like, watch it this Christmas, cats. Oh, yeah. So I think that they released at the same time. And so that weekend they had fixed the patch. Uh, okay. So I probably saw the patch version. Mm-hmm. But I feel like, I don't know, over time, musicals being transferred into movies is either really big hit or miss. Yeah. And so um, mainly because sometimes musicals have a lot of storytelling through their music. And that's like the biggest Mm -hmm. basically part. While in movies, you have to tell the story through dialogue and like basically like setting and stuff like that. Yeah. Which is why I feel like Cats didn't really perform at all. I mean... I liked the music of the Cats movie. I thought some of the songs were, like, really catchy and, like, earwormy. And, like, some of the performers did a really good job. I feel it's just, like, they were, like, it was kind of, like, the opposite, where they were, like, too much of the music. And then there wasn't really anything guiding the scenes in between. Like, um, one of my friends online saw a Cats movie, and he got really confused because during the Skimbleshanks, like, um, musical number the scene kind of cuts to like this like fictional train where like all the cats are running through and it cuts back to the theater where they were originally performing and that really confused him so I think they were just like relying too much on the musical numbers and not like weaving a story between the musical numbers mm-hmm. kind that of thing so they're trying to be too much like the musical yeah in a movie format yeah mm-hmm. and there's also like you need to be able to adapt whenever you cross over either a book or a movie sort of mm-hmm. thing. Like I remember the Divergent series getting like so much hate yeah. because they couldn't, they weren't able to portray what they did in the books that they did in the movies. Yeah. So yeah. there's always a barrier within storytelling and how you're going to tell that story within different dynamics. I remember reading a review from like a fan somewhere that they, their biggest plight with it was in the original like stage play, the background actors would be like, doing like cat-like things like grooming themselves or like rubbing up against each other like so it gave it like character mm-hmm. but then in the movie a lot of the background actors are just kind of like standing or like you can't see what I'm doing like <laughs> like, like moving your shoulders sort like of thing. bobbing back and forth but like it didn't really like build up the setting or the characters in any way mm-hmm. so maybe if they tried like putting a bit more personality into it. <laughs> it, it might have worked. It might have worked. Maybe. I think it would still bombed. I think yeah. that the, the like after they released that first trailer and the people saw the designs, I think it was basically over. Yeah. Yeah. They should have just gone with like actual like costumes, costumes like the Broadway musical instead of like the weird CGA if CGA blah CGI. <laughs> Maybe it would have made it a better movie. Maybe. Who knows? <laughs> but even though we're talking so much trash about these two movies, I feel like good storytelling is everywhere whether that's in a book or a play or a musical or you know a movie so uh i want to thank you too for being here today thank you thank you for having us Mm all righty and you can find more content online if you're listening to this on itunes we have a blog called beyond the page we post new content every tuesday and thursday and thank you guys for listening and we'll see you again soon bye